Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is 3K12 Education Talk Radio. And today we're going to talk about AI in 3K12, and we're going to focus on social studies a bit with a 30-year-plus educator in social studies named Peter Picone, and I'm thrilled that he is here today with us. He has started, this is interesting, the AI in AP Social Studies Facebook group. He's been mentioned in Time Magazine. He puts his thought into making education better for his students and his colleagues all the time. And so I'm thrilled Peter is here with us. And Peter, I'll bring you on in just a couple of minutes. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's A-C-E-D.org. That's a home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. And everything we do over there at ace-ed.org is free. The new issue of our journal, Equity and Access, is over there. Just click on the cover and enjoy. Actually, it's a terrific issue, i got to tell you. All right. All of our podcasts are over there. This one will be there, too, at ace-ed.org. There's all kinds of information about our Excellence in Equity Awards. Check it all out. It's good stuff. We have a good time doing it, and we hope you uh, go there, and we hope you tell your friends, etc. It's a good good website. We're proud of what we do. And without further ado, as I like to say, let me bring Peter on. Peter, all the way across the country in California. I'm here in Maine. Where are you today? Well, I'm in Los Angeles, Larry, uh, just uh, just northeast of, of downtown, a little community called San Marino. Um, maybe you know it. It's the home of the Huntington Gardens and uh, maybe three miles away from uh, the Rose Bowl and just a mile yeah. or so away from San Gabriel Mission. Yeah, and a beautiful view of the mountains, I would imagine, right? What a gorgeous day, uh, I hope. Most days. <laughs> most days. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Did you? Where are you from originally? We were talking about this yesterday. You're from you're from New York, right? Or your dad is, right? I love uh, that story. The UK, the New York accent. I love it. No, yeah. um, my dad's from please, New York. Please. My uh, accent's Philadelphia. My accent's Philadelphia. Okay. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. We talked, but I heard a little yeah. bit of New York slip in there just for no, a second when you no, started. Saying no, you didn't. You didn't. I love New York. <laughs> I love New York, but I'm Philly. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. Talk about your New York side. Just well, my, my dad was born in the village on Charleston Street, and uh, I only mention that because because the it's home cool. today is protected protected for many years. You get to go back and see exactly what it looked like when he was born there. It goes back to that period of time. But um, family, I got a German side as well, and uh, my mother's German. My dad went back over uh, to, to, to Europe after the war, met my mom, stayed there for about 10 yeah. years. I was born in 58. Wow. Uh, in Germany, so was my brother. Then we moved to Texas, and for a short time, we've been in California ever since. Yeah, good for you, man. That's that's great. California's great. And I didn't know you were born in Germany. How interesting. Okay, you are an interesting guy. And tell us just real quick before we get into the AI part about San Marino High School. Have you been there the whole time? I have. Um, I, I have been. It's it's over thirty years. I stopped counting wow. at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Yeah. What's changed in social studies, Peter? First of all, there's more history every year. Okay, you got to figure that part out. But what's changed over 30 years? It's a it's a good question. Um, I think in large part what's changed is is the uh, the call for standards. That certainly when I, when I first got here, we hadn't really yet entered into the standards movement. Uh, it, it, the, the, the way that I was raised in, in, in social studies at school. 
just up the road here. Teachers pretty much did whatever they wanted to do. So I had a U.S. history teacher who was a great friend, great personal friend, loved him dearly, still passed away here recently. But oh. in his U.S. history class, he had mastered the Civil War. So that's all we studied. <laughs> that was the year of the Civil War. <laughs> I can tell you all about it. So the standards movement changed, one, um, and, and then two, of course, uh, uh, tech, you know, the use of tech to, to advance yep. learning. I'd say those are the two biggest changes. And what's the, what's the big thing in AP? You teach AP. What's the big thing going on in AP social studies? Well, that's a good question. Um, I will share this with you. I, I had a philosophy. I did not want to teach uh, AP anything before 2015. I viewed it as uh, an exercise in trivial pursuit, a lot of nonsense, <laughs> to be honest with you, De- details that, that, that really – only a certain kind of kid was going to really get excited about exactly. And yeah. uh, and then uh, David Coleman came over to to AP from Common Core. David Coleman, some people recognize or view as the architect of Common Core. And I, and I had a little insight into that. And I went, oh my gosh, this is the beginning of the new AP. This is going to get fascinating. And so um, I signed on. I immediately wanted to teach uh, any one of the AP social studies classes, A push in particular, because it's kind of the flagship course. And sure enough, uh, that's what has happened. Um, AP social studies, all of AP, has, has changed dramatically since. Um, there, if you look at the tea leaves, there's no way they're done with it. There's much, much more to come. But, uh, but the bottom line is uh, far less trivia, um, much clearer indication of what is going to be on the test, the removal of the mystery, so to speak. I mean, this idea of I got to study, every, study everything to do well. They make very clear now what you need to know, what you don't need to know. Great resources, um, and um, and then now, uh, just recently, opening the door to the use of AI, and that just cracked. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Two weeks. But I got to I got to ask you one question, Peter. This is an sure. You know, you just said what you need to know, what you don't need to know. In AP Social mm-hmm. Studies, let me ask that question. What do you need to know? Well, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Not you, still. the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of stuff still, but they 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 make it very clear. They put it in a document called the CED. They say you need to know, and then they spell out the Northwest Ordinance. You need to know the French and Indian War. And, and they even give you some idea of what you need to know in terms of what they call the key concepts. So really, um, and I've been speaking about this since 2015, writing about it a lot. Um, my scores, they're, I got great scores. Why? And I don't give homework, and, and I don't stress the kids out. Uh, I, don't, I don't supersize my – I don't put my course on, on steroids, academic steroids. Why? Because they're telling you exactly what you need. And, um, and it's very, very clear. You just you – just, Stay laser focused on on what they call their their key concepts, uh, and then you see uh, students do really really well. They do. Okay, you, you leave you leave everything else on the side. Right, they do, and and it's a, it's incredible what's going on out there. And now it, I, I ask you this, and I know you're you, you just said you've written a lot about it, etc. You've been mentioned in Time Magazine. Okay, you you started, and I want to talk about this: the AI and AP Social Studies Facebook group. Okay, talk yeah. about that, and let's segue into AI from that. Okay, sure. where where are we going with all this? And I actually, let me ask you another question. You know, a, a social studies is under a lot of pressure these days, a lot of pressure, politicalization of it, if I may, etc. Talk, just talk about that for a second, and where that's going. Before I get into the AI stuff, I just want your thoughts on that. 
Well, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, how do I answer Thanks, that one? We do live in a polarized society. It does make you wonder if there were cameras in, in social studies classrooms, in all social studies classrooms, uh, I am sure that half the population, no matter who the teacher is, would get upset about something that has been said. Right. It just be the nature of how it goes. The in 2016, pardon me? It's the nature of the beast pardon? of social studies, and I am a it, social it, studies it teacher. Yeah. Yeah, seems that way. Uh, in 2016, I wrote a blog post for PBS, um, and I, <laughs> I got away with the title, uh, Teaching the Presidential Election in the Age of Hate. <laughs> Um, yeah. And basically, well, basically what I said is uh, just be transparent, put everything out there. I mean, share everything that you do. If you're going to get hammered, better be hammered about what you're sharing than about what you're not sharing. So um, that, that was my approach. And as much as possible, um, I know I don't believe in sharing my politics. I don't share my politics. Right. Uh, that, that's, that's the one thing. I mean, I just steer a million miles from that. Um, I can argue anything. Uh, any side, and sometimes I will. I'll tell the kids, look, you don't know if I believe this or not, but but you've all said you believe in this. What do you say to those? And then I'll make the counter argument. Um, and I can do both sides pretty well after 60-some-odd years on this planet. <laughs> get, those, get those kids thinking, yeah, well, who's this guy? You know, I think that's great. So now we're into the world of AI, Peter. Okay, has the world changed because of AI? What's going on? How are you using it in, in your social studies class? Talk about it. AI, go for it. How has it changed? Uh, um, the surveys that are out, uh, the uh, the Walton Family Trust has been running, uh, has done now two national K through 12 surveys. What they're revealing is approximately 60% of all teachers are, are using AI for for a classroom or school related purpose. I expect that number to go sky high in the next several months, and certainly um, in in, in uh, March and April, May as, as as teachers and students are prepping for the annual AP exam. But right now it's about 60% with, you know, good healthy percent who, who are still saying, no, I, I'm not going to. So has it changed? Interesting question. Um, not, I mean, how, how do you answer that? Um, yeah. The, the second question is, you know, who's using it, teachers or students? And from the, from the surveys about students, what we're finding is it's only about 30% of students who say they are using. And yet, you know, I find that real difficult to believe. I, I think students are just afraid to go on record, to be honest with you, uh, especially when, when a school or an adult is serving them. Um, what, what incentive they, they, they have good, let me put it this way, they have, they have good reason to fear um, that if they were to say they're using ChatGPT, that information somehow could be linked back to them and then, and then not do them any favors. So I really, I'm, I'm not buying the only 30% are using it when I see that in surveys. I'm, and, and that's, I mean, if you ask me on a general level, uh, as you did, um, how, how is it changing? That's about the best I can do. Uh, I mean, yeah. I can tell you how I'm doing it, but, but on Go a bigger ahead. scope, that's about the best I got. Well, let's talk about you. How are you using it? And you're an AP social studies teacher. Go ahead. How are you using it? I, I'm both it. an AP social studies teacher and, uh, and a regular uh, social <laughs> without superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, superpowers. Um, yeah. And so, uh, as a teacher, I, I use it every single day, every single day for for a number of different. I'll give you a couple examples in just a second. But um, but probably the single best example. I'll do it right now. Single best example yeah. is this. 
the social studies teacher, we all know that if you, if you really want students to learn, and we do this especially at the end when we get closer to finals or AP exams or that sort of thing, one of the best activities you can do is, is to get them to see how various things differ, how various things differ. Well, you can also do that throughout the year. And for a teacher to create a chart that shows, or, or ChatGPT calls it a structured table, that's what they call it, to, to, to create that, how, how did the Louisiana Purchase differ from the Northwest Ordinance? How did Jefferson's views differ from Hamilton's? How did Proclamation Act differ from, from um, oh, I can't even think, a Monroe Doctrine? Yeah. That takes a lot of work for a teacher to do. And, and what I can do is I just plug that into ChatGPT, and up comes the structured chart. If, if, I, if I see a category that's not there that I want mentioned, like, for example, hey, I want to see a category added, and how did this affect the issue of slavery? How did this affect the Native American? It adds it. If it gives me information in a way that I'm not happy with, like it says the Louisiana Purchase, uh, 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 as a result of it, the U.S. acquired X number of miles, I go, no, I don't want that. I want the territory. Explain it to me in words. Oh, you know, west of, east of, north of, and so on. It'll do that real fast. And these are extraordinarily powerful learning tools. And I can see that this year. My kids uh, hear uh, one quarter in the depth of knowledge. The depth of knowledge is far greater than it's ever been before. There, there's absolutely no question about it. And why it's, are, it's why, why are you like, saying, wait, what I don't understand, I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. Okay, if you're doing what you're saying, asking, let's use the Louisiana Purchase on chat GPT. Okay, are the kids doing that too? That's a great question as well. You've had a lot of good ones today. Um, well, the, I'm hot um, today. Okay, but, yeah. but the, the reason I'm asking, this, this is what, it's, what's yeah. important to me. Okay, AI is here to stay. It's kind of like, a, you remember this, when the calculator first became part of, of the world. Sure. And every math teacher almost dropped dead that kids won't be able to think anymore. The math, the, math, the calculator will do it for them. Well, hello, the whole world uses calculators now, okay? And we had to make sure the kids understand how to use a calculator. It's the same thing, okay, with AI. It, it's the birth of AI for the average person, okay? And, you know, this is, this is going to be part and parcel of the world, okay? We have to teach the kids how to use it. All right. So well, that's why I'm asking that question. How do the how are the kids using it? Okay. And how are you using it? To, you know, you know it's, it's all the same question to help those kids understand that this is something they're going to use in their job. I don't care what their job is. They're going to use it. Okay. And that, you know, that that's my real question. How is it all coming together? And I always say, Peter, you'll like this. I always say AI for students is more about the questions than the answers, okay? We got to learn to use this tool, okay? It'll give us the answer to whatever we say, but we got to know what to say, okay? And that's that's my point of all this, and I'm curious how you feel about what I just said. As far as the, the structured charts go right now, I'm producing them for the kids. They go into my slideshows, we look them over, we talk about them. But I'm clearly modeling that for the kids as well. And, and as we get into as we get into the second quarter of the year, uh, I will increasingly simply say to them, hey, I think this is now, here, I think you should be comparing these two things. What do you come up with? I'm fortunate, fortunate enough in the fact that I, I'm in a school district where from day one, um, we, we, we hired somebody to come in, speak to everybody, say embrace ChatGPT, 
embrace AI. We have a superintendent that is fully supportive of it. We are going to be doing a tech academy here uh, district-wide next week, for the next two or three weeks. I'm going to be leading four sessions, four different sessions on AI. So, you know, I'm at a school where, where we're, we're moving that agenda forward. Um, but, but just in terms of structure, it's, I'm doing it now, and then in a very short period of time, I'll be having the kids do it. That's a specific I, question. Do you want me to go for a, bit, a broader one? Anything you want to do? Would you like to speak more broadly on it? Well, yeah, sure. Um, go. You know, giving kids class time to, to, to use it. I mean, there's a number of different ways that you can go down that path. And, and there are a number of, of, of different companies out there that are producing very, very good and very, very powerful platforms to help kids do that. And, and so Class Companion just happens to be one of those. And if I could, I'd like to take a moment to explain it to you because I think it's... it's of course. Go for it. In the, yeah. In the course of my career, I have had many startups approach me because of my mouth, my writing, my presentation, blogging, <laughs> all of that. And, uh, and I thought in the sense that, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll explore your product, and, and then they send me, you know, a jacket or a, a Starbucks yeah, card or something yeah. like that. It's always been that case. Uh, and when they've offered more than that, I've never taken it because I always wanted the freedom to, to just speak freely. Class Companion, I, I will tell you this. I view it as, as the ultimate game changer. I've seen nothing like it. Uh, and that's comparing it to a lot of names that all teachers know when we talk about platforms. What, what is Class Companion? It provides students for free and teachers for free. There's no cost. Um, a, a chance to evaluate, to assess instantly, instantly, their writing. So a teacher puts up a question onto Class Companion, the student writes the answer, and immediately they get feedback. And as every teacher knows, you know, instant feedback leads to yeah. deeper learning. That's, that's yeah, powerful. Absolutely. It's magical. Absolutely. A whole bunch of different reasons. Um, and, and that is Class Companion. Um, kids love it. Uh, that's not just my kids. Everybody I talk to, they say, my goodness gracious. Uh, Where was this? Where was this? Seriously. What was that? Uh, they were just saying, why, why, why haven't I used this before? Where was this the whole time? This yeah, is great. Right. Yeah. This has been, yeah. And so that's a form of AI use. Um, not something that I created, but, uh, but I will – Periodically, I mean, I have a block schedule, 110 minutes. So I'll teach for 20 minutes. Okay, here we go. Let's let's see let's see what you understand. And and the AI is like it not only gives them the feedback, but but in that regard, it also serves like a tutor because because it provides information that they need to to, to write that answer better. Right. It's just it's so amazing what's out there. And how did you how did you did they find you or did you find them, Class Companion? That's a good question. No, I guess I found them. Uh, a friend of mine oh, said, hey, have you seen this? I looked at it. Uh, at first, wow. Um, well, no, actually, the, at first the interface didn't, didn't really do it for me, and I thought, uh-oh, um, this is tough to get through. But, I, but for some reason I took that next step, and then I did the wow. Now today they've cleaned up the interface. It looks great, but, um, but, but at first, uh, you know, it was a startup, and it's evolved very, very quickly, it really hardworking, bright, and talented team behind it. And, 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 and the proof in that pudding is it was just featured in Forbes magazine last week. It got a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, and this from, this from a magazine that rarely, if ever, is going to feature a single platform, program, app, whatever you want to call it. They decided to, to focus on 
class companion and, and a lengthy read too. So I think others are recognizing the value here. There is, there is a value. And by the way, it's a writing. I'm up on the website now. Okay, give your students an engaging way to practice at their own pace, make mistakes, learn from them, and be motivated to improve. And we're not talking about an ELA teacher. We're talking about a social studies teacher. Okay? That's and I right. say this stuff is good for everybody. It's very, very important. Do you see any danger in AI? Well, sure. Um, I mean, besides I the mean, end of Terminator 3, which you should be exactly. concerned about because that was in California. Okay. But go ahead. The, 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 yeah. da- the danger is is that it's it it is at times not going to be accurate. It's going to the phrase is hallucinate. It's going to give you a, a false fact. It will do that, and so you need to double check it. But but on the other hand, you know if you if you take a room full of of, of let's say for example uh, AP U.S. history teachers, take a giant room full of AP U.S. History, and you have them grade up a, a certain number of papers, they're going to make mistakes too. I mean I'm going to make mistakes, and I think I really know how to how to assess this stuff pretty well. Um, pop it through AI, okay, maybe one or two, it's going to miss here or there. But, but the interesting question is, who's going, where are you going to get better results? And, and that's still, you know, I'd like to see those studies and, and done, but we're way too early. But for certain, it's going to say that the AI is going to be more accurate um, more of the time than, uh, um, than, than a teacher or a group of teachers will. So, yeah, the, the biggest thing is just the mistakes and the need for students to to uh, to double check everything, teachers to double check everything, and then yep. the other thing is too yep. um, is is the language is the language. I tell my kids over and over again: prompting, pasting is pathetic. Get it through your heads. If you're prompting, pasting, you're pathetic. Well, and it, it said with a big smile on my face, but because because what they're going to produce then usually. It, 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 it doesn't. It, it's not going to reflect them. It's not going to reflect their thinking, um, especially if they're using it for writing purpose. And um, and so, what do you have to do? You have to work it through, uh, double check it, make sure it's accurate, and see if you can bring it to your voice. So, ChatGPT uses the word iterations. They all do. Uh, it's all about the iteration. You, you you put an idea in, it comes out. You put it into a Google Doc or something. You rework it. You put it back in again. You see what it says. Back and forth, back and forth. My Time Magazine article, the thing I told them that they put right up there in the first paragraph was, it's like having a personal assistant. And you're, and you're working with your oh, assistant. Wow. That, that's really, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's really just amazing. I want to ask you a question. Okay, you have no control over this question, but I'm going to ask it because this is always <laughs> a pet peeve of mine. Okay, and this is just take this generically, everybody. The education colleges, education schools are always way behind on this stuff, way behind. But we know that AI is here to stay, all right? Should the education schools, colleges of education, be trained, train, training their students that the future of education is going to be AI-oriented and learn how to use it, et cetera? Have you heard of anywhere that somebody's actually doing that in higher education for teachers? You have no um, control over that. I don't, I'm just curious what your thought is. You know, interesting. The second part, I don't know about. Like, all my questions part, are interesting yeah. today. I'm brilliant today. I, yeah, I, this I, is my I, job. I, I, I mean, I, I this is incredible. I ate my Wheaties. <laughs> yeah. They are interesting, but it's also just my way of saying uh, i got to pause for a second to figure out how to answer it. So that, that's really all, all I'm doing. <laughs> so um, my questions aren't that good. Okay, I'll move on. Yeah, yeah I knew you'd go there with that. Yeah, yeah I, I knew you'd yeah. That's not my point at all. Yeah, um, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, the, the the 
schools of education should be doing that. And, and probably if for only, you know, one reason. Um, we, we have a, a, a very prominent educator here in Southern California named Holly Clark. She, she speaks at conferences and she writes books and, and uh, has quite the celebrity status. But she wrote something really – and she wrote something really beautiful the other day. I wish I had it here in front of me. I didn't think we'd go down that path. Yeah. But, but it said something to the effect that if you're going to get behind this for only one reason, you know, get behind it because it's the great leveler. Because it, it, it gives kids who, who have fallen behind for whatever reason you know, a chance to substantially and significantly increase their learning in the sense that it's the private tutor. If they don't understand a concept, all they've got to do is say, explain this to me in terms that I can understand. And now you can even ask it to explain it to you in foreign language. You know, I don't understand. Explain this to me in Spanish. And it has the capacity mm-hmm. and capability to do that, for that reason alone, narrowing the education gap, um, I think I, I, I want to get behind something like that. It's all about equity, isn't it? It's all about equity, yeah. giving every kid what they need. It's all, if we, if we do that, we're going to be in great shape. And that's a great, that, that, that there is a great example. Thank you, Holly Clark, and thank you for paraphrasing her. Okay, because that's a great example okay, of how we have to look at this. AI is not the enemy. And believe me, a lot of teachers think it is. Okay, it is not. Okay, it's something the kids are going to have forever. All right, and it's going to get better and better and better. Think of the calculator. All right, and we have to make sure that we use it properly like you're doing, Peter. Okay, to show them, as you said, you, you're, you're creating examples by using it this way in the first quarter, by creating your charts. Okay, they're going to use it that way in the future. And believe me, they're going to teach you how to use it, okay, by the fourth quarter. Okay, these kids are so incredibly smart these days. Yeah. I have to ask yeah. you something as we wind down here, Peter. Okay, you, you asked me, and I love this, history teaching. You have a unique approach to teaching historical events, as you wrote me, like the French and Indian War, using chat GPT. Talk to me about that. Get specific into history teaching and AI. Sure. Simulations. All social studies teachers know that there's a value in simulations, giving students an opportunity to, to take on a role and, and, and to think in the perspective of, of that role. So uh, for years, I would have my students uh, do a talk show for the French and Indian, a talk show. Uh, somebody would be the king of England. Somebody would be the king of France. Someone would represent one Native American tribe that, uh, tribe that allied with the French, another with the British, uh, <laughs> a Canadian fur trapper, and, yep. and a settler that had crossed the Appalachians into the Ohio Valley. That. And they're all supposed to speak from their own pr- pr- perspective. Well, um, so, so how do you do that? How do you teach kids to do a, a talk show? And it always took a lot of time, and, and it was always a hit and miss. I mean, maybe, maybe the host was doing a really good job and everybody else was falling flat. So, so with ChatGPT, there's two variations. You know, the one is just use AI to help you prepare for the role, and that mm-hmm. works pretty well. Um, hey, host, you don't have to create the, the introductory script from scratch. Work with the bot to create the introductory script. The other thing to do is, is I just you know ran it all the way through. Said, hey, ChatGPT, you create for me the script, the entire thing from front to finish, and then the students take on the role of actors. Um, both approaches worked really, really well. 
and and the learning that took place again and the energy in the room and the, and the camaraderie if i have do, do i have two minutes to share one additional story with you absolutely we, go ahead you have plenty of time okay. this this is this i love this one this just happened yesterday there's a a, a technique yeah. called the fishbowl strategy outer circle inner circle it, it's all designed to encourage discussion and again year in year out it's always a hit and miss um and, and, and sometimes it has some energy and oftentimes it doesn't. Well, we did one in my regular government class the other, just yesterday. I had assigned them a, a, a topic, a proposed California ballot initiative. And, and, and they were going to, they broke the class into three groups and each was gonna go into that inner circle to have a little discussion. And I told them, you guys can use ChatGPT to help you get ready for this. And I gave them some sample word stems and so on and so on. The, the beautiful thing was, Everybody rose up. Everybody um, participated. But the best part of all was I had two students who really struggled with the English language, both who used ChatGPT and both who decided on their own. They weren't just going to read from the script. They were going to own it. They were going to make it their own. And, and when this whole thing was over, I asked, hey, guys, you know, who really stood out? And everybody said those two kids. It built wow. camaraderie. It built wow. because everybody felt that they had learned from each other and, and were more or less on equal footing. It wasn't as if somebody had been left a million miles behind. You know, that's so important. And let me ask you a question based on what you just said. What are the demographics of a typical AP history class in San Marino? And you just said, and I, I, I love this, that two kids have trouble with English and yet they're in the AP class. I, I love those kids. Okay, talk about the demographics and how it's working demographically. Okay, you have, I'm sure you have plenty of kids, well, I don't know this, okay, who maybe are Latino, maybe they're from, uh, from a countries, obviously, where, they're, where they don't speak English, it's not their first language, a lot of nuances in there, etc. All right, um, you must be a wonderful teacher and to get these kids so engaged. But I'm curious, okay, what, is the, what are the demos of the kids you're teaching? People may have a picture of San Marino being uh, all, all, all the, the children of the motion picture directors and movie stars. Okay, talk mm. about San Marino. San Marino is a high-performing school, and, and, it, and it is a community located uh, in a sea of wealth. The homes are very, very expensive. But, but the, 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 the question here is, Historically, to a large extent, at our high school, we had a, 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 an admission door to AP that was, wasn't very widely opened. Basically, we were taking the best of the best, and, and then we had some really great scores. But we only took 30, 60 kids out of you know, whatever number we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that just went against my grain. And so I have fought and, 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 and fought successfully to, to just slam open wide the door of admission to AP social studies. So in the world history class, my U.S. history class, um, the, the Gov class, the econ class, um, we take in just about anybody who wants to apply. And, and maybe on a rare occasion we'll say, look, this, this might just not be in your best interest. Can we, can we show you a different path? Huh. But I would take in every single kid. And so uh, what do I have? Well, the community is predominantly Chinese. Uh, I should say Asian at this point, not Chinese. And so a good percentage will be Asian. Um, but far greater number of, of, of uh, other groups are now in the class. And certainly um, a, a, a fair share number of kids who historically would never have been allowed into the class and who do struggle with the language, do struggle with the reading, um, 
Um, but but I want if my opinion is if you, if they want the experience if they want to see what this is all about, you know, let them. And I do believe the College Board has created by, by the way they structure their courses and so on. They they have created courses. If you follow their CED, it will work for a lot of kids. It will work for a lot. Of, it is not designed for the elite. Uh, it's de- it's it's designed for everybody. If the, the elite can run with it, um, but it's also not it's also designed not to leave those that don't fall into that category from feel, feeling as if they have to fall way behind and and have accomplished nothing. Everybody's entitled to learning and feeling like they learned. Well, you got that right. Thank that that was that was great by the way. Great answer. I I love that answer. You know, and the proof of, proof of the pudding is what you're saying. You know, we have to use AI to engage kids. Everywhere across the country, it's going to help teachers. It's going to help kids. And that's the bottom line. And, Peter, you prove it every day with what you're doing. And, by the way, has this spread through San, San Marino High School? Okay. Are they following the leader here, Mr. Picone? <laughs> um, tough question. <laughs> when, you're used to being, when you're used to being at the top, high-performing schools are slow. They're, they're not usually the early adopters, not usually. Um, so, throwing my colleagues under a bus, oh. um, eyes are wide open at this particular moment. Eyes are wide open. <laughs> and leadership at the top of the district is certainly encouraging that not only our eyes uh, opened wide, but that, that steps be taken. And so oh, by this time great. next I, I do expect uh, way more teachers uh, uh, to be using it and to be owning up to using it, where they're actually going to put it, give their kids a chance to use it. Good line. Uh, that's another. That's another question. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. Okay, and by next year it's going to be that much better. Well, you know, class companion. You started there. Eh, this is okay. Two minutes later, yeah. Where well, they changed it. Look how good it is now. And it's the same thing. Okay, it's all yeah. just going to get better. You know how tech works. It gets better and better and better and better quickly. Okay, yep. it's, it's just it's just amazing, Peter. I love talking to you. This was you. You're so much fun to talk to. Thank you. I enjoyed chatting with you too, Larry. Thank you for this You're opportunity. Good man. Thank you for okay, keep it up, pal. And by the way, I just got to say this. Peter's been teaching for 30 years. Look at the ideas that are still flowing. Look at the changes. I mean, a lot of people go through burnout, man. Look at what you're still doing. That's that's to be congratulated. I mean it. Okay, nice. have a good one, Very Peter. You're welcome. Thank you. Again, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peter Picone, everybody, from San Marino High School. He's got this Facebook group. Uh, let me just look at this here. It's uh, called, I just want to make sure I got it right, AI and AP Social Studies Facebook group. Okay? Learn how to use it. And you know I love talking about social studies. We'll archive at ace-ed.org where everything we do just happens to be, and it is all free. Okay? So good poem there. Check it all out. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.